Hello, I'm Austin McCormick, and you're listening to The Covenant Podcast. The Covenant Podcast exists to discuss doctrine, theology, and the biblical worldview from a covenantal Baptist perspective. We pray that this resource will be edifying to you and glorifying to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's get started. Welcome to part two of our podcast series on the life and ministry of Charles Haddon Spurgeon. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, we addressed Charles Spurgeon's conversion and baptism uh, testimony. And this week we will continue right on through with Spurgeon's early ministry. Michael Reeves, in an article that he wrote to Crossway uh, in February 9th, 2018, titled, 10 Things You Should Know About Charles Spurgeon, rightly observes that Charles Spurgeon's ministry began in the year of his conversion as a young man. After Spurgeon was baptized, he continued to live in Cambridge to continue his studies as a young teenager. And uh, during this time, St. Andrew's Street Baptist Church quickly became his spiritual home. He had come to uh, the doctrinal beliefs of believer's baptism, so he uh, quickly brought himself into the Baptist community. And during this time at St. Andrew's Baptist Church, he quickly uh, gained a reputation as an excellent Sunday school teacher. Uh, As he was teaching Sunday school, both children and adults were coming to his Sunday school class to hear from him. And uh, Many in the congregation wanted Spurgeon to preach, but he didn't feel like it was necessary at that time. Uh, He didn't want to preach a Sunday sermon. So today, I want to first talk about Spurgeon's first sermon as a minister. We mentioned that Spurgeon did not feel like it was his time to preach his first sermon, and maybe he felt a little unwillingness to actually preach his first sermon, Uh, but we, we mentioned Michael Reeves in his article earlier, and under the first heading, he writes that the Prince of Preachers was actually tricked into preaching his first sermon that same year that he was converted in 1850. The man that tricked him into preaching that year, his name was James Venter. He's a local Baptist missionary. And Venter sent Spurgeon and a young man uh, to go and have a church service in a farmer's cottage at a village in Teversham near Cambridge, which was where uh, Spurgeon was going to church. And Venter told Spurgeon and this other young man both that they would, the other one would be preaching uh, the service at this small little farmer's cottage. So he informed them that they would uh, both be accompanying one another, but Neither of them were prepared for a message based upon this information. And so as they were heading towards the cottage, eventually uh, Spurgeon had fell as a victim to Venter's trickery and uh, needed time to prepare for a message he had not prepared for his first sermon. And they arrived at the cottage, this little farmer's cottage in the village of Teversham. And in this cottage, Charles Spurgeon as a very young teenager, preached his first sermon. Spurgeon supposedly preached out of 1 Peter chapter 2, 
verse 7 in the authorized version where he informed those that were in the cottage, unto you therefore who believe, he is precious. So Spurgeon was tricked into preaching the preciousness of Christ. So this is the story of Charles Spurgeon's first sermon. And it didn't take long for Charles Spurgeon's ministry to grow in popularity. Uh, His popularity grew in Cambridgeshire, and he preached in chapels and villages and cottages, pretty much anywhere where people would invite him to come and speak, he was going to. And finally, he was asked to preach two consecutive Sundays for a chapel in Waterbeach. Charles Spurgeon was just 17 years of age whenever the people of the church in Waterbeach asked him to become their pastor. Uh, William Cathcart, in his Baptist Encyclopedia, writes that in 1852 he was invited by this little church at Waterbeach to assume their pastoral charge. He also writes his family and friends wished him to enter a theological seminary, and steps were taken to introduce him to Dr. Angus the distinguished president of Regent's Parks College. Through a misunderstanding, the, pros- the proposed meeting did not take place, and he continued at Waterbeach. Spurgeon's family wanted him to enter into a theological seminary, but Spurgeon was quite busy as a 17-year-old in the ministry. Uh, the building that he was preaching at quickly packed out, and Spurgeon uh, saw his first convert at this church in Waterbeach. His busyness tremendously increased as he was asked to preach three sermons on Sundays, to which he accepted. And not only did Spurgeon preach three sermons each Sunday while at Water Breach, he was actually preaching five sermons during the week as a 17-year-old teenager. So imagine trying to fit seminary in with all of that. Spurgeon's first pastorate in the country Church of Waterbeach was tremendously successful. The building had packed out, many had heard the gospel, and his ministry was growing in popularity. His ministry was growing in popularity so much that on the last Sunday of November 1853, Spurgeon received an invitation to preach at New Park Street in London. If you're unfamiliar with New Park Street, uh, this is not a country church that Charles Spurgeon was used to. Charles Spurgeon was used to preaching in uh, Waterbeach, which was just a small village. He was used to preaching in townhomes and uh, farmers' cottages. But now he was being invited to preach at New Park Street Chapel. New Park Street Chapel was the place where some of the Baptist forefathers that he had read about pastored. Benjamin Keach and Dr. Gill and Dr. Rippon These were men that had previously ministered in this church. New Park Street Chapel was one of the Baptist Union's most influential churches. But during this time, this church had uh, diminished in attendance. Uh, For years before that, the church had great attendance. And it slowly, slowly declined because of some geographical issues and other issues during that time. In William Cathcart's Baptist Encyclopedia, he writes that there were only 200 attendees in a building capable of holding 1,200 people. So you can imagine the state of this church. It seemed a little discouraged. It seemed a little down. 
But the result of Spurgeon's first sermon was a great increase in the evening attendance and an invitation to come again from the deacons as soon as possible. The congregation brought much pressure on him to continue inviting him, and four months later the church decided that Spurgeon was the man that they wanted to call as their pastor. On April 28, 1854, Spurgeon accepted their cordial and unanimous call to become the pastor of New Park Street Chapel in London. At 19 years of age, Spurgeon is now pastoring a church that he has read about in books. Uh, He is now pastoring the church that his Baptist forefathers like Benjamin Keach and John Gill were ministering at previously. And within a few short months, his congregation grew from around 200 people to around 2,000 people. God was raising up this preacher and raising up this church to reach the London area. All of London was soon talking about the youthful George Whitfield-styled preacher who had been discovered in a small Cambridgeshire village. Spurgeon had now found his congregation that he would remain with until he died, which would ultimately become the Metropolitan Tabernacle. Before we finish the podcast today, I'd like to give some areas of application that we can draw from the life and ministry of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, particularly pertaining to his early ministry. And the first area of application that I would like to draw our attention to is be ready always. Always be ready. Obviously, we know that the Apostle Paul charged Timothy to preach the word in season and out of season. This is a charge that Charles Spurgeon would have had to have taken seriously as he was unprepared to preach his first message as he went to the village of Teversham near Cambridge to preach in a farmer's cottage. I want to encourage our listeners to always be ready to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Always be ready to give a defense for the faith when someone is throwing heretical teachings at you. Always be ready to evangelize lost people that are in need of saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Always be ready to preach the word in season and out of season. The next area of application that we can draw from the life and ministry of Charles Spurgeon, particularly his early ministry, is that God can use anyone he so chooses for his own glory. We mentioned that Spurgeon did not have any formal theological degrees or any formal Bible school degrees, yet God chose to use him mightily, firstly at the Water Beach Church when he was a 17-year-old preacher preaching five sermons during the week and three sermons on Sundays. God can use whoever he wants for his own purpose. God raised up this young preacher and put him in the New Park Street Chapel where other formerly educated ministers had previously preached. But now a young 19-year-old preacher is preaching at this well-known church. God can use anyone he so chooses to do whatever he wills to do. And lastly, whenever we observe what happened at New Park Street Chapel, we can see the graciousness of God on this congregation. This congregation that had previously been at around 1,200 people that had diminished down to just a few hundred, 
God graciously gifted them with a pastor that would feed the flock. And by the grace of God, God drew back a crowd of people and grew the church from around 200 people to around 2,000 people in just a few short months of Charles Spurgeon preaching ministry. Always be ready to preach the word. God can use whoever he chooses, and God is gracious. Thank you for listening to The Covenant Podcast. If you've enjoyed this resource, or you simply like The Covenant Podcast, head on over to our iTunes page, subscribe, and leave us a review. We are also available via Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, and Podbean. Thank you for listening to The Covenant Podcast. Grace and peace to you.